Today's episode begins and ends with Florida State's future at defensive back. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith, and I am going to get right into it because we are going to talk about defensive backs. This is going to be a quick show, and it is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, make sure that you check out this app. It is the best opportunity for you with the NFL weather. It is getting colder, but the NFL deals are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options as well. Uh, players, you can go on the spreads like over-unders on whether or not it's going to be rushing yardage, et cetera. You can bet on spreads for the games. You can do even halftime, et cetera, over-unders and more. Make sure you check out FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right. The reason I'm doing this quick episode is very simple. From studying all the things that are coming into the game against Georgia, Florida State has released its depth chart. I'll briefly touch on that here in a minute, but I'm going to focus on the DBs. I was going to do something like this anyway, but then I saw the depth chart and I'm like, holy cow, they really are putting an emphasis on the younger players and putting them in a spot. Now they've done that quite a bit this year, but against Georgia, that's a big deal. You're going to see part of what Florida State has to finish out the 2023 season, obviously. But if you take nothing else from it, when you combine the 23 group and then you look at the 24 class coming in, I'm going to talk about both. Florida State has a chance to elevate its program through the defensive secondary. Very few teams have good secondaries. There's usually one or two players you're like, eh, he's okay. Florida State has really good players in depth coming through, and they've, they've got a few guys left over from this season that will probably play next year as well. So Florida State has a chance to eliminate a lot of the problems that other teams have right off the bat with their talent. So let's break it down. And I'm going to use pro football focus numbers, specifically snaps. This is very important. Kids that don't get much playing time early on in their career, then you just thrust them into the lineup or they're rotating with the starter. Good luck playing corner in particular or nickel. That's hard. So Quintarius Jones, freshman, uh, that's a young man that's had an opportunity to make a lot of plays. Um, he's had an opportunity to get on the field in several games this year. That's a kid that's 6'2 and 190 pounds. He's second on the depth chart behind Fintrell Cypress. So far this year, he's had 66 snaps at corner, 93 overall. Conrad Hutsey, <clears throat> excuse me, he's listed behind Kevin Knowles. And I think he could play a lot of spots, but they got him listed at free safety, and it's an and or with him and Knowles. He's been in the game 168 snaps as a DB, whether it's corner, nickel, safety, et cetera, out of 216. I've been high on him for a long time, really good player. Edwin Joseph, that's a kid that I think could play nickel or corner. He's had an opportunity to get some snaps this year, 44 reps out of 48, or at DB, or excuse me, at corner. Jabril Rawls, another corner, 27 of his 30 reps are at corner. Um, Ashwin Baker, he's the kid that came in junior college, was a redshirt freshman. 
He's got three uh, snaps at slot, 63 at free safety, 24 in the box. He even has three listed on pro football focus as a defensive lineman. That's crazy. KJ Kirkland in the box for three reps, 22 at free safety. He's the kid out of range that is a freshman. So all these kids have something in common as well. Size, range, speed, something like that, that you hear all the time with DBs. Almost all of them that I just mentioned, except for Edwin, who's about 5'10", 5'11", or over six foot. They're going with size, but they have length and speed as well. Now, when you look at those numbers and you say, well, it's not like huge numbers. Hussey had quite a few, but why would you think they're going to be able to do much? Well, you're going to find out. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but here's your chance to see it. Georgia's not going to mess around. They got the quarterback. He didn't turn pro. He didn't opt out. I, I still wonder if he might go to the NFL draft. He's really good. You're going to find out. Does Florida State have the DBs to play with this kind of level of talent? Or is it going to be a scenario where Florida State is just going to get beat up because they got young guys back there? Now, Knowles is playing. Uh Deloach is playing, Cypress, Shaheen Brown. They got really good defensive players still playing in this game. But against a team like Georgia, you got to rotate a lot. That's a really physical football team, and it's going to be in South Florida. It'd be pretty warm. I'd imagine you're going to see the Knowles rotate in. Again, Hussey, Kirkland, um, by the way, Ezra Thomas is only a sophomore too. Rawls, Quindarius, I mean, all these guys, freshmen, sophomores in the secondary are going to play a lot against Georgia. I love the talent. Now how much of it is ready for prime time? Secondary part of this, uh, there's four corners, in my opinion, in this group. One, I think, will end up playing safety, and that's Jamie Howard out of the class of 2024. The other three are Kai Bates out of Edgewater in Orlando, Charles Lester out of Venice, and then Ricky Knight play at Cardinal Newman down in Palm Beach. All these kids are coming in, and again, much like the freshman class that's already on campus in Tallahassee, Length, 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 length. Um, I've met Ricky. He's the shortest one of the group, and he's 5'11", 6 foot. Um, matter of fact, I, I've met all of them. Howard's really long. So is Bates. Charles Lester is a kid that we knew when he was in eighth grade and had the length to play receiver or corner. It didn't make any difference. When you can put all these guys together and compete, the only question that I really have, which one ends up being the nickel? Because I think, like, Lester can be your boundary, so could Kai. Kai's a really physical kid. you got to be really physical to play corner on boundary because it's just you against one other guy, and there's usually a junior or senior out there. So it's grown man strength. But if we could figure out the nickel out of this group, I'd be ecstatic. I could see it being hussy next year as a possibility, but there's no guarantee. Uh, Greedy and Kevin have, have been playing there, and I just think Hussey could play there too if he, if he wanted to. But I also like the opportunity for one of the bigger guys like, like Baker, I think he's underrated. He's a kid that I think can play there against teams that use bigger guys, like well, just big receivers, and then tight ends. Florida State's ability to smother the screen game this year was pretty obvious, and their ability to get to the football from the linebacker spot's great. But you got to hold them up, and the key to that is defensive back play. If you do not take the proper steps in being physical and your actual footwork, those linebackers, defensive ends, they're not going to get there. They need you to hold up. That is one of the other questions I have for this group against Georgia. They're going to run some screens with some bigger guys, tight ends, running backs, et cetera, that are physical downhill guys. If you do not hold that point of attack the entire way through, 
they can pop some. Now, Georgia's got a ton of opt-outs just like Florida State, whether it's turning pro, guys transferring, whatever. Um, but it's both teams. So I, I have no idea how this game is going to go. The only really decided advantage is obviously they got a future NFL quarterback in the game, which gives the dogs an edge. But that's why you play the game. There's probably 100 million people out there trying to say that Florida State has no chances because they don't have their quarterback. I would hold off on that. You never know. Brock Glenn's getting a whole month to practice. So anything is possible. Um, one last note before I wrap up the show here. I'm going to be doing another live show uh, coming up on Thursday. We're going to talk a little bit about the bowl game, give a chance for everybody to ask questions and kind of get into it. On Friday, the Under Armour event that gets ready, the bowl or the Under Armour All-Star game is in Orlando. We're pretty close. It's next week. The media day is tomorrow or on Friday, so I'll be gone all day Friday. So I'm going to do a live show on Thursday. We'll probably have something on Friday if I get a chance to get it done early and maybe have a show that I have tape. But Friday's show will not be a live. Thursday's will. This is what I want from y'all. Questions on what you think is going to happen or excuse me, what I think is going to happen and then why you think something's going to happen, whether it's a player that comes out and shows out in the game or something you just want to see from a younger guy how they react to any type of adversity. I mean, it's Georgia. You're going to have some adversity. And then finally, anything you want to hear about right after the bowl game. What do you want to hear about in terms of which players, circumstances, et cetera, just so I can look at the game from a different perspective. It'll help me out a little bit. So I'll figure out what time we're going to do the live stream sometime Thursday morning, check back on the YouTube page, et cetera. But until then, everybody have a great day and thank you very much. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.